No better way to send you off to the weekend than some Locked On Syracuse. SU Basketball, they have a recruit, five-star 2024, and it looks like he's inking some NIL action right now. Find out what that means for the Orange. Plus, we break down how the first day of the NFL draft went for Syracuse, and finally, we will end with what we started talking about yesterday, Chaz Owens in the transfer portal. If that opens up a new spot, a new scholarship spot, how should Syracuse use it? All that and more on Locked on Syracuse. Let's go. You are Locked on Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, all right, all right. Locked on Syracuse. I'm your host, the voice of the people, Brent Klein. Happy to be with you on Locked on Syracuse, part of the Locked on Podcast family, your team every day. So, who's tired? Raise your hand. I'm a little tired. (laughs) Because I was watching the draft. And every year, I do that. Every year, I watch the draft on the the edge of my seat and say, oh, well, what's going to happen? Who's going to be traded? And it kind of happened. A.J. Brown and Hollywood Brown. Some cool trades, some interesting developments. I was waiting for Debo Samuel. But... It's it, The draft is not like a game. A game, you can't just look at the box score and appreciate the result. You need to watch it, see how it happened. The draft, you could totally just look or read about, look at the summary or read about it. You don't, you don't actually have to watch it and watch Mel Kuyper Jr. talk about this tackle from Kentucky that you've never heard about. But I did, and I'm a sucker for it, I guess. So a lot to get to here to talk about Syracuse. We will touch up on the NFL draft. Also, SU basketball might have a scholarship spot. That's good news, like I said yesterday, but how should they use it going forward? But we start today with SU basketball recruiting and more towards the future, 2024. And it's never too early to start looking at, say, 2024, 2023 especially, the Orange were in danger, were, past tense of danger, and making the mistake of resting on their laurels. Well, Jim Beheim says that the class of 2022 is the best class he's ever brought in. That's awesome. But the job is not done. In fact, the job gets more difficult and more important, a lot more important, in 2023, 2024, because potentially Jim Beheim will not be here. Potentially. <laughs> you never know with Beheim. But you want as much talent as possible every year. It's especially important in, say, 2023-2024. So Syracuse is in on Elliot Cadell, five-star prospect, consensus top 10 in the class according to the primary recruiting services. A lot of those services have him as the number one point guard in the class. Now, I'm not here to tell you whether or not he's going to come to Syracuse. But what I am here to tell you is, if he does, this ain't your typical five-star. And this ain't your typical top ten prospect. This is a professional coming to play. And it's not necessarily about Elliot Cadell. It's about the times changing. And Cadeau seems like he's going to be the benchmark for the complete shift. We've been dipping our toes in NIL, but now Cadeau is 
doing a cannonball into this pool. Elliot Cadeau becomes, as of yesterday, the first American high school player to sign an NIL deal internationally. Five-figure deal with a Swedish vitamin drink company, Vitamin Well. Available in more than 30,000 stores across 35 countries. And Elliot Cadeau from New Jersey is one of the guys, if not the guy, that Vitamin Well wants representing them. I'm not here to judge Vitamin Well's business decisions. Uh, personally, it seems a little weird to dig into it. And Cadeau's mother Swedish. His father's from Haiti. Swedish media has actually been on top of Cadeau for a while now. Bergen Catholic High School in Jersey. A bunch of schools are on top of him and expect more to swoop in later. That's just the way it is. Syracuse is one of them. He's also getting calls left and right from other schools. Texas Tech. I don't know if Syracuse is going to get him. So it's Texas Tech, Tennessee, Oklahoma State, TCU, UMass, Howard, Siena, Seton Hall, Providence, St. John's. And Syracuse. But he's a five-star, and he's the number one point guard in the class. So while it hasn't happened yet, expect John Shire from Duke to pick up the phone. Expect Bill Sell from Kansas to pick up the phone. I wouldn't say possibility. I would say probability. But that's okay, and that's just the way it happens. It's the way it works. So he gets this deal, and all of a sudden... It changes, It this changes NIL. And I know what you're thinking, Brad, how many times can NIL change? We keep on talking about, well, this is a groundbreaking development. Yeah, but this really is. Because I spent, I think it was two episodes ago, maybe three, talking about how Syracuse is a good spot for NIL. Go to Syracuse. You don't have to compete against other professionals in your market, like the USC kids do, like the UCLA kids do like the St. John's kids do. Syracuse is the professional team in Onondaga County, in central New York. They're the only Power 5 team in the state of New York. But what does the local scene matter if you're on top of the international scene? And I'm here to tell you that this is good news for Syracuse. Now, it might be a little difficult to get Cadeau. That, again, this has very little to do with recruiting Cadeau. This is talking about NIL and using Cadeau as Exhibit A. Syracuse, and it's not a secret, they are on top of the Canadian market, the, recru- the Canadian AAU cycle, whatever. Quincy Garrier, Michael Carter-Williams, Tyler Ennis. Canadians belong to them. That's their recruiting ground. So, I think that when NIL starts to get international, Syracuse might actually benefit because there's now a precedent for it. By the way, Michael Carter-Williams, not from Canada. He's from Massachusetts, so my apologies. But Tyler Ennis, definitely from Canada. Chris Joseph, plenty of Canadians, Routens. So, I think Syracuse can benefit from this and use this as proof, hey, 
don't just look at the local car dealerships in oh my gosh I'm 0 for 2 Routens totally born in Syracuse Andy Routens that is so they can use this as proof hey you can come here and you can be successful alright I'm not insane I'm, I'm googling as I'm talking so Leo Routens totally born in Toronto totally Canadian Andy has roots in Syracuse because of Leo okay that's my aside I'm not insane good <laughs> but I think it's very interesting to see Cadeau change the NIL market before he even really starts it. And it's funny because NIL is a collegiate thing, but it's becoming a high school thing now. Amateurism in college basketball was trying to be preserved for the past few years by Mark Emmert, NCAA czar, who just is stepping down as of a couple days ago. And that's good news for all college basketball, college football fans, whatever especially for fans of women's athletics. He was not very supportive on the women's side. But his bugaboo throughout his career was preserve amateurism. He fought against NIL for years. Obviously, in the long run, he lost. It was a battle he couldn't win. But NIL has changed and really erased amateurism in college sports, and you can see it's erasing amateurism in high school sports, too. I don't think Cadeau's going to Syracuse. Then again, it's 2024. A lot can happen. Last time Syracuse was seriously in on a player this far in advance of this caliber was Dior Johnson. So take that however you want. But there's a, still a lot that can happen. But hey, good for Cadeau. Five-figure deal to post what? I think it says twice a month about vitamin well. Has some roots in overseas and in Sweden so he can go and do a couple camps there but interesting very very interesting he also has NIL deals with uh, Swedish company Flow Life American companies too Leaf Trading Cards, Wilson Sporting Goods and he's represented by Rock Nation Sports one of the elite agencies this is legit very legit. Everyone wants in on Cadeau, and he hasn't even played a real impact minute of competitive basketball. And is not even really that close to playing college basketball. Now, this is extremely rare for Americans. I don't know too much about soccer. It's not really my game, but in soccer, internationally, this isn't rare. You're recruited to an academy when you're like 10, 12, whatever it is, and that is your life, that you are bred to play soccer for a specific club, no less. So while it is rare for us and is surprising to us, it's not unheard of. Understand that there is a precedent out there, especially on the international scene. Now, this is the time of year I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions. Not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not even really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. 
They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good. And these are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included, 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com, scroll down to the macros chart. You're going to be blown away. High protein, low cal, high, fire, high fiber, low carb. Most Built Bars contain... 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, just 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You get stronger. Compare that to a candy bar. Usually you've got about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond is my favorite. And new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious and new flavors coming out all the time. And if they think a flavor might be good, they're just going to make it. It'll be delicious and it'll be good for you because at Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste good and delicious and then figure out how to make it healthy later. I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Okay. Time to flip the script and return to what we started talking about yesterday. I went out there and said, hey, Syracuse fans, tonight might be a depressing night for you, tonight being last night, because it's the first round of the NFL draft, and not only does Syracuse football not have anyone that's even remotely close to the NFL draft, I would argue that they don't have anyone especially close to the sixth or seventh round of this draft. So you would think, okay, the first round is completely useless. They might have someone drafted, like, really late last day. But yet, last night was the most important night for Syracuse. And for the program, and for the fans. Because I believe that if you have a lot of players taken in a draft first round and you as Dino Babers you the assistant coaches can go into the living rooms and tell the high school kids hey you want to play against the best of the best don't feel like you have to go to the SEC don't feel like you have to go below the Mason Dixon line to play the best of the best we are the ACC and we had four players taken in the first round okay and four is a good number Ikemikwanu, offensive tackle, NC State. He was the first ACC player, sixth overall to the Panthers. You scroll all the way down to 17. You get another offensive lineman, Zion Johnson, to the Chargers from Boston College. Kenny Pickett went 20th overall to the Steelers. Good for him. Pittsburgh to Pittsburgh. Grew up a Steelers fan despite growing up in New Jersey. And then Florida State got Jermaine Johnson at 26. The Jets took him. And that's a a pick who fell. Johnson was supposed to go maybe top 15, top 10. And the Jets nabbed him. Okay. I don't think it was a good night for Syracuse. I think it had the potential to be a very good night, and it wasn't great. Now, here's why. A few reasons. One, Jermaine Johnson falls. 
and it would have been nice for him to be picked way higher. Two, Malik Willis does not go in the first round. I really thought he would. I thought someone would swoop in and trade up late first round to get that fifth year of contractual control on the quarterback. I do think he'll be taken early second round. But it wasn't a fantastic day for Syracuse fans, for ACC fans, because once again, and not a huge surprise, but once again, the SEC is supreme. I know what you're thinking, Brad, come on. We knew that already. We knew that already. The SEC's really good. Well, yeah, but it's really hard for me to justify going on this podcast and saying that Syracuse has a chance to win in the first round by showing that they have exposure to some of the best of the best when not only the SEC laps you in the first round, but when Georgia beats the entire conference. Five Georgia Bulldogs taken in the first round. (laughs) Now, okay, they're national champions. I get it. I get it. Georgia probably shouldn't even be mentioned in the same sentence as Syracuse. But I take it back what I said yesterday. Not that I take it back. I believe in what I said, but I can tell you firsthand it didn't work out. It did not. Jermaine Johnson falls. I, Kemikwan, who's not a giant, would have been helpful for the tri-state area recruits. Malik Willis doesn't go in the, in the first round. And Georgia outdrafts you. And you being the ACC as a whole. I mean, that's terrible. Terrible. But hey, live and let die, right? It, it happens. Syracuse has a long way to go in their rebuild. The ACC clearly has a long way to go as well. And it's hard to compete against a team like Georgia when Clemson doesn't have anyone taken in the first round. Clemson is supposed to be the breadwinners in the NFL. Didn't happen. Did not happen. Maybe next year. By the way, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and information. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So we talked about the NFL, and it was a bad night for Syracuse fans without Syracuse even realizing it. We talked about Syracuse basketball and their coveted five-star recruit 2024, Elliot Cadeau five-figure NIL deal. Unbelievable. And he's still in high school. He still has a couple years. We'll cap off the show now with Syracuse basketball contemporary. Talked yesterday. Chaz Owens, scholarship player, but really just a, a walk-on that doesn't have to pay for school. Transferring. He's in the portal. And that's good news for Syracuse. I'm trying to be nice about this. He's a nice guy. I've met him a few times. Really cool guy. Very respectful. And he he hasn't done anything wrong purposefully. But Chaz Owens, biggest waste of a scholarship that I've ever seen Syracuse use. 
including Buddy Beheim, who did not have to pay for school because his father is employed by the university. Buddy's on scholarship last year, past few years, and he's a better use than Chaz Owens. 11 minutes, 4 points, 2 rebounds all of last year. The walk-ons come in at the end of the game. Chaz Owens typically not there. Dunks and layup lines, that's it. So we talked about, okay, now Syracuse has an open scholarship spot if he actually transfers. Nothing is final. But let's go a step farther. If he actually transfers, what should the Orange do with that open spot? Because Frank Anselm enters the portal. He's, pro- he's almost definitely not coming back. And so they have that open spot. We've been talking for the past few weeks how, well, now that they have the open spot and they lose a center, they need to use it on another center. But this is a little different because now you have, in theory, in theory, two spots. And it becomes less defined. How will you use your extra scholarship spot? Well, you still need a center. I think that's pretty clear. And you're probably not going to get two. I don't know how many competitive centers that you would actually want would, in good conscience, go to a school where you've already recruited the freshman, you already have your starter, and you're bringing in basically a doppelganger to compete for the backup job, to compete for 10, 15 minutes? I don't know. You're not getting two centers. I don't think you need them. I would try to get maybe a wing, someone versatile, someone that you can use in multiple spots. Small forwards are always more versatile players. I think trying to get a three or a four because Benny Williams is still up in the air to me. He hasn't proven anything. And Chris Bunch obviously hasn't proven anything. He's a freshman, hasn't really had the chance. Malik Brown in the same boat. So I feel like a lot of question marks around this team. You have two constants, for better or for worse. Joe Girard, you know what you're going to get. Jesse Edwards, you know what you're going to get. Judah Mintz, you don't know because he's a freshman, but if you're a betting man or if you're a betting woman, you're probably putting a bet on Judah Mintz over any other freshman. But outside of that, what do you have? What can you count on? Stockpile talent. I would actually consider strongly go out and get some experience. Obviously, Joe Girard's a leader. Jesse Edwards is a leader. That's great. Benny Williams has been in the program. Cool. Nothing wrong with a grad transfer in this instance. One-year rental. Fill in the gaps. See if a freshman is not ready to play, you can sit him. But I think that Syracuse should not be looking to the future here. Because, don't misconstrue this. You don't want to, whoever you ink, whether, I mean, you're not going to grab another freshman this late. But whoever you bring in, it's not going to be someone long-term. Because you have your core. You have your guys. The freshmen, the six freshmen you're bringing in, that's your future. Nothing changes that. Forgot to mention Samir Torrance, leader two, and he's going to be here for another year. He's a senior coming up. 
But don't get someone who's going to make the freshman question their role long-term. Don't get someone who's going to think that he can compete for a job with Judah Mintz or Chris Bunch. Nothing will change this. This is the future of Syracuse basketball. Go get an Andrew White. Go get a Michael Benajay. Those are the guys you should be targeting. Someone who's going to make waves in one year, but nothing else. Don't get in the way of what Syracuse is building. Thanks for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every day. Tomorrow, rather Monday, we've got a lot to talk about, and we're going to cap off the NFL draft and see, hey, maybe the Orange have someone taken in the sixth or seventh rounds. Find out on Monday. Make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Catch you on Monday.